keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into Ask Level Podcast Edition, episode number seven. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Post-Oklahoma State game. And finally, we've arrived at the bye week. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, Level, just toss it right out to you. Thoughts on what you saw in Stillwater? Well, <laughs> it's just uh, I, I had asked myself the question before this past weekend's game, how, how, how will I feel if you – if you if it's kind of the same thing that we've seen versus mm-hmm. Kansas State and NC State and I don't know what it is with a state in front of a <laughs> and then a state behind it that you yeah. go on the road and 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 just play a, a close game and just not not quite good enough uh, to do it so there, there's there's some good and and I guess some I, I guess the bottom line is you know and, and you heard this choice but uh, talking to a coach after the game. Mm-hmm. there's just a sense of frustration he we we can sit here and we can talk about oh man you're just not good enough and how how angry and frustrated and like you just screwed this play call up or you can't get a takeaway here how do you miss a field goal or how do you uh, fair catch it on your own five yard there's all these different things but trust me that they are very frustrated too and yeah. the one thing that i hope for them is that they continue to like play really hard because that's what they are absolutely doing. No one can, can deny that they are straining. They're playing hard. It's just a matter of not being quite good enough to overcome a few mistakes or just like maybe losing the battle on special teams versus Oklahoma state. But you know, it's your third starting quarterback in, in six games. I mean, like, what, what what's going on here? I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's just seems to be the way it is at Texas Tech, unfortunately. And, and I, I mean, again, I think they were dead on. I mean, you can win games with all three of them. And we, you know, I don't know what where that position goes. We can get into that, certainly. And, and I have some thoughts there. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my thought. I don't know really how to feel because I'm, you know, I, I just know that they're very frustrated. Joey was very frustrated, maybe the most frustrated that I have seen him. And, but they're doing some good things too. And they're doing some things where, you know, that you can build off of it, but it, all anybody cares about is you're three and three and one and two in the league. And that's all Joey cares about. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, you, you've been around this a lot longer than I have. It seems like there's coaches to me that, you know, will say the th- the right things in front of the public and that, but then you get them behind closed doors and it's like, man, this is going to be really tough or we really don't really don't stand a chance. But Coach McGuire truly believes they should go in and, and win every single game, doesn't he? Yeah, I think they 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 don't feel like they've been outmatched at all. I think that now again, I think there's some things like okay, if we do this list. Sure. And, 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 you know, and, and I, I talked to, to coach before the game and, you know, there it was a fairly long list of things that he felt like you needed to do yeah. to win that game, but you do some of them, just not all of them. And that's kind of the, that's where you're at right now, you know, and, and in some ways, cause one, first of all, it's hard to go in in Stillwater. It, it just is that they always seem to be very good. They're well coached as we mm-hmm. saw, 
they're explosive. They're just solid and you got to go beat them. And you try to uh, try a few things and you had a different quarterback and you tried to, to put a game plan around him that would work. And I think it did for the, for the better part of the, of the game, especially the first half of the game until he kind of was a bit compromised with a, with an ankle issue that thankfully uh, it wasn't worse than that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I also think that, you know, you're, you're, this is a, this is going to be a process and that's the frustrating part for them and for us and for all involved is that it doesn't happen overnight. You wish you were five and zero, and that game day was at Oklahoma state, you know, over the weekend, but it wasn't You're, you know, cause all anybody cares about is the result and the result is what matters. And the result is what makes news. Uh, it's not, nobody yeah. feels sorry for you that you had a variety of different starting quarterbacks and nobody feels sorry for you that you don't, have maybe your twitchiest receiver against Oklahoma State, no, no Miles Price. I mean, would I love to replay that game as is with Miles Price in there? Absolutely. Do I think it would have made a difference? Yes, but that's not that's not how it works. So, in your opinion, level is Oklahoma State the best team in the Big Twelve right now? Just from all that you've yeah, seen, you, you, you know what? I'm going to give you a bit of a curveball. Okay. I'm going to give you a bit of a curveball. I was never good at hitting the curveball. So, uh, you know who I think the best team is right now? (laughs) I I, I don't, if it's not Oklahoma state, Texas. I, I I think with Quinn Ewers at quarterback, I think Texas might be the best team in the, in the league right now, just a snapshot. Um, because look at, you know, and I and I think TCU maybe has a, a, a an argument there. Oklahoma State is clearly at the top or in that argument. There's no doubt. Yeah. I just um, I I I came away yesterday, or or that game over the weekend, and I said to myself, Yeah, te- Texas, I think is better than Oklahoma State. Now, it doesn't mean that Texas will beat Oklahoma State after sure. just seeing them up close. Because I think Texas is better on defense. I think, uh, and I think yours, who the Red Raiders didn't see, I think he's got a chance to to increase their margin for error and and all that. But that that's that's an interesting conversation. I think that is one. Oklahoma State's going to win plenty of games. And here's the thing: Oklahoma State plays TCU and Texas in the next two weeks. So guess what? It's about to be show and tell. And if Oklahoma State wins both of those games, then guess what I'm going to tell you? They're the best team in the – because we're, we're going to find out. You know, the, the ones that we're kind of sitting here debating on, uh, I don't know when Oklahoma State and Kansas State play, but I just t- – to me, Kansas State, as good as they are, I don't mm-hmm. know if I trust them offensively as much as they lean on two players. I just don't know if I trust them to say that they're the best team because, man, if, if Deuce Vaughn or Adrian Martinez go down – I just don't know if that is sustainable. I just don't. I think Oklahoma State's got a bit more. I think they're better than Kansas State uh, uh, right now. Again, just having seen them in person and sure. seeing seeing what I'm dealing with. But I just I, I think the Red Raiders that law that that win against Texas is in that loss for Texas, depending on what, what your viewpoint is, is going to be a really big one for for Texas Tech, and and and, and it's going to be one that I think hurts Texas because I think they're. I mean, think about it. We've already told you they have the best skill 
in the Big 12, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some pieces on defense that overall I think they're getting better. And they've had their moments. But that's just, again, it's it, maybe it's a slim margin, but I didn't mean to have such a long answer there. But I just think that I think Texas has a chance to, to kind of start reeling them off here a little bit. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying that just because they hammered Oklahoma over the weekend. But, yeah, if you're asking me are they is Oklahoma State the best team, I'm not so sure. Because I think there's an argument that can be made for Texas and for TCU. When's the last time we've gotten to the halfway point in the season and you can make an argument for three or four teams to be the best in the league? I mean, usually it's pretty pretty clear cut at this point. Parity is run amok, and that's why you're you're in the midst of in the middle of it. Because I think you're at this point kind of a middle of the pack team. Uh huh. I look at you compared to like Iowa State, and I think you have so much more offense than they do. They're really struggling just to score points. I look at you. We'll, we'll find out about you, you versus West Virginia here in a, in a couple of weeks, which I think would be a very big game for the Red Raiders, and it probably will be for West Virginia too for some different reasons. Uh, but I just know if if you're telling me, I mean, I, you know, because I think you've played in your three conference games, you may have played the three best ones. I guess I that's my that's the point of what I was right. trying to bring to you. Now, that doesn't get you anything. You won no. one of them, lost two. And it doesn't mean that that is actually right. I just know you've played some of the best skill the league has to offer. You're going to come up uh, in, in some of these weeks and you're not going to have to face uh, like an NFL type back or a, or a quarterback that's been there for forever or a – a defensive line that's been there for forever and, and whatever. So not that it gets any easier, but uh, I just, you know, that's a long way to answer a question in that you've played some really tough teams, maybe the best teams. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the best team is, but if you're asking me right now and you want me to pin, pin it down, I, I would say that the one team you beat may be the best one. And, and it's so much of my answer has to do with yours at quarterback compared to, what they are with Hudson Card. Now we've got 10 minutes into this thing and haven't mentioned really Baron Morton and what we saw on Saturday. Okay. This, I mean, we we sat there and, and spoke with Coach Titley, and, and he really didn't know what to expect in the game because we, he, he talked about the talent is just oozing mm-hmm. from Baron Morton. Um, yeah, talent's never talent's never been yeah, a problem with but he's, he's still really raw and we got to see the the talent kind of went out on Saturday against Oklahoma State yeah with, with with Baron it's it's an experience issue it's a not not a maturity that's not the right word for it but it's it's and I don't it's think cons- it's I don't think that's a negative thing to say maturity well he's, he's just yeah, he's younger right yeah. yeah and it's a consistency issue and that's the problem with Baron's situation is that when people see him in the spring in either scrimmage or red and black game scenarios, mm-hmm. the offense just moves. Yeah. And too too often when you kind of hear, man, you know, it's just Baron didn't have a great week or whatever. But yeah. I, I think that that's just who he is. So he either is going to have to start to get better in the middle of the week or Zach and Joey and whoever's kind of in that decision are going to have to say, you know, we have to live with some of this if he's just going to be that good under the lights kind of thing. Because here's the thing. Coaches want to – they want to trust. They want to know what they're going to get. And it's hard to have trust and know what you're going to get when it doesn't look as consistent as it needs to do in the middle of the week. However, you could throw all that out. And bottom line is, 
he deserves to to start more, I think, or or start another game, the next one, I think, yeah. assuming his ankle is okay. Sure. Because it it it, it did look, and I like the game plan of getting the ball over, getting rid of the ball quicker, because I think it protected your offensive line. Now, some of these teams are gonna they're gonna you're gonna have to kind of morph that and kind of get better at it. But that was the weakness for Oklahoma State, the perceived one is that they're inexperienced at, at linebacker and in the secondary, and I think you were able to take advantage of it for, for a better part of the game. However, Oklahoma State adjusted, and then you really didn't have any answers. So, But this is just kind of – it's just wild. The third starting quarterback in six games is just crazy to me. But that's welcome – to, welcome to Texas Tech, everybody. I mean, this is just kind of <laughs> what has to happen around here, unfortunately, and – I think I saw this that Oklahoma, I think I told you this over the weekend choice that, that Oklahoma was starting their first game with their backup quarterback for the first time in like six or seven or eight years or something. Yeah, I think you said uh, 2014. 14, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So it, it, it's just, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and the people, last time Tech didn't, I know, <laughs> like was able to start one quarterback for for uh, a full season was 2016 with Patrick Mahomes. That, yeah. That's the last time Tech and did. He, he played uh, dinged up in some of that. Uh, yeah, season did. as well he, he was compromised at times so anyway I you know it's just uh it's been a while you know I, I just hope that you continue to play as hard as you've been playing mm -hmm. I think that if you do more good things are going to happen than not I think four out of your last six games being at home cannot be uh, understated I think you have to remember that and if you can because this little this next little two game stretch versus West Virginia and Baylor is going to be huge for this program and just this, this team's bowl chances and and all those kinds of things because those are both winnable games. Uh, I think that uh, you know you got to take one before the other, but I just I just hope that and they need a break. This this team needs to kind of mentally hit the reset button a little bit, but I hope that they you know you're able to kind of hit that reset button and still come back and play as hard as they've been playing because I, it's been fun to watch and it's just frustrating though, that you can't create enough takeaways and you make just enough, I don't know, miscues on special teams or just can't sure. take advantage of some special teams opportunities. And you don't, you maybe have a play call you love to ha have back on a fourth down or, whatever it may be, but you're just right there. But, uh, and, and again, you have to give credit to Kansas state and Oklahoma state too. They're, they're, sure. It's hard to win there. Guess what? I don't care who's been coaching or who's been quarterbacking uh, for this program. It's been this way at those two places for the most part in the last 10 or 12 years, yeah. you know? So it just, it's tough. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of put a bow on, on Oklahoma state there, move on to bye week and, <laughs> and uh, several questions. So bye week, what does that look like for Texas Tech? You obviously have some some players dinged up. Did we get to see some of them back? What, what's that look like? Yeah, I, I think it'll be good for Miles. I think it'll be good for Fry, Adrian Fry, Miles Price. I think you you should see him the next time that they you yeah. just uh, th that's what I'm going off of now. I just mm -hmm. hope that there's no, you know, you never know about well, he had a setback or there was something happened in this practice or whatever. But this is typically take a deep breath. Self-scout is a big thing. Hey, what, sure. what are we doing? What are we doing on certain scenarios? Let's take a look at us. What, 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 what's the book on us? What, what are other teams viewing? Down and distance, do we run the same play? Do we go to the same side on defense on down and distance? Are we running the same coverage? It's a, it's a, it allows you to look at, uh, at a self-scout, uh, get, get guys healthy, and then you go recruit. 
mean, that that's really where it, where it comes comes into. And, you know, you give those kids off, uh, get them out of the routine a little bit, which is tricky uh, for, for players. But I think they need the mental break as much as they need the physical one. Yeah. But that's that's what the bye week looks like. So you'll have some normal practice days this week, some downtime on the weekend, and then you hit the ground running. Uh, come Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and then and away you go. But, yeah, there'll be some coaches out on the road, I think, next Thursday and Friday uh, trying to figure out ways to get better with uh, some more players. So looking at uh, several questions, first one in, not not surprising, uh, from Pincher. Does, do we see Morton start the rest of the way here? I think Barron will decide that honestly, um, and you know I think when when is when exactly is Shuck cleared and available? Yeah, I think it, it has changed uh, into a conversation though between Barron and Tyler, and not Donovan and Tyler though at this point because you know Donovan has been dealing with you know he hurt his knee versus NC State, he's played through it, nobody really knew it, and he had a shoulder issue versus Texas that he's played through that got re-aggravated I guess mm-hmm. versus uh, Kansas State and, and is I this think, throwing shoulder or non or has that been specified yeah I don't that's probably not best to get into yeah okay. I mean just still I'll leave it, it there it but 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 I I think you want to know why he looks a little bit slower or timid in the pocket it's just yeah. his knee's not right and yeah. I think uh um there's a few times where he cuts it loose but he's just not he doesn't have his base underneath him with uh with a bit of a knee issue that he's again and he's not going to get any credit for playing through it. People are just – they want to see the end result. I get it. And Barron showed some toughness, too, uh, playing through what he did yesterday. But this is just – yeah, I, I guess welcome to Texas Tech. I don't know, man. It's like it's just frustrating. And, and, and meanwhile, Spencer Sanders just running all over the place and getting hit with it, and he just – he seems to be fine. So, I don't know. Go figure. Is the Barron's size a concern to you at all? No, not at all. I think – I think his moxie, his athleticism, how quickly he gets rid of the ball, uh, all, all those things are positive. It's just an inexperienced issue, and it's a, it's a hey, you're going to have to live with some mistakes here. I mean, like the the because the interception, again, this is just going to be part of it with a young quarterback, but the interception he throws is just a backbreaker. And you could argue, one, you fair catch a punt on the five, and that's the end of the field where that, that kind of happens. Sure. But – you know, that that was the one turnover in the game. And you just against a good team, it's the difference. And you and, and you have to continue to point to your defense going, guys, we gotta hit their quarterback more. We've got to create more mm-hmm. opportunities for takeaways. And you look up at all the pass breakups. I mean, we, we a lot of PBUs. I mean, I think uh you had five for Rayshad Williams. You had a couple for Tyler Owens, who started his first game, but none of those are equaling interceptions. And that's the difference between you know, in some ways, winning and losing games like this against a good team at their place. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And uh, I'm mean, trust me, I'll take pass breakups all day because sure. I think you, you, you've got some legit DBs with length that are competing, that are covering well. Uh, it's not been perfect and not suggesting it has been, but you, you just got to be better with the, the takeaways because what is that? Uh, is that eight giveaways? I think it's that is you came into the yesterday or the Oklahoma State game I think was seven mm-hmm. giveaways in the in the two previous road games then you add that total to eight with the one the interception so that's just the that 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 part has got to get switched or evened out or you're just not you're not going to be right. uh, be able to win games when everybody's pretty good in this league no doubt no doubt 
Uh, level, why did Texas Tech's offense attack the secondary so much better in the first half than the second half? Well, Oklahoma State adjusted one. The, the, the goal was to go the perimeter and really hit them quick with tempo. And I think they just started – here's we're not having any anybody that can take the top off or having any juice to stretch the field because you can't make them pay for it. Because they just decided, okay, we're going to get in press man coverage. We're going to we're going to kind of move, really challenge these throws and take them away. And we're going to see if anybody can get behind us or, you know, and, and you just don't really mm-hmm. – and, and you're dealing with a young quarterback. So, yeah, they adjusted. And I thought, to their credit, they kind of took some of that away. But that's part of – um, that's part of a, a young quarterback and just not having a lot of time or a lot of juice at the receiver spots. And you, you know, you missed uh, Miles Price. I think you missed JJ Sparkman. And but you know, I, I know people they want to hear all kinds of things, but the, you know, ultimately everybody wants to just do it to get fixed and get a result. But I, I just don't see a group of skill players that's super fast. It doesn't mean that they're that they're not any good. And sometimes the quarterback has to throw some of these guys open. That's just the way college football is these days. You got to throw guys open, and I think you're doing that with Trey Cleveland some and things like that. But I just don't know if you have anybody that can really stretch it and burn somebody on a double move. They just don't respect your overall team speed. That's what really scares you about teams like TCU, because when I watch TCU, they they look like they have a ton of team speed, and that that part always increases your margin for error when you're trying to win a game yeah. because speed kills, man. It just does. Uh, this question from Matt. Level, did you think either of the two hits on Morton would be considered dirty? Uh, are we talking about the targeting one? I'd say the targeting one, and yeah. I guess the one that got his ankle as well. Yeah, the 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 targeting one, it, it was clearly targeting. Mike Gundy talked about that after the game. It's it's letter of the rule. He was disappointed in his own player for not keeping his eyes his up. up. Yeah. I don't consider that dirty, no, because – I think it's just a play and you got a free shot and it was a good hit, but it's by the, by the definition, it's targeting you, you yeah. lower and launch and you should they're been... not that clear cut, but that was pretty, yeah, it, pretty it, easy. It was the very one. definition of it. And the, the other one, I didn't, I didn't like the, I didn't like that hit. I thought he goes, went for his legs. I, I don't, they, they, they give, give you some BS about, posturing throwing posture some crap that i've never heard of it just He's literally it, throwing the a, football so i don't a, know how yeah it's a moving target yeah and, and for uh, them to wave the flag off is just asinine weird. to me yeah but i didn't like that one at all because i thought it was you, you got to protect these kids man when they're throwing it's like you do the same thing if it was a kicker or punter you can't go low and and, and all that's how sure. serious injuries happen and luckily it, it appears just to be an ankle sprain but I just don't want to. I don't want to hear that uh, from a, a rookie crew or whatever. And they, they just, you know, my feelings on that. I just didn't think they did a good job of explaining things to Coach McGuire or, or yeah. talking it through on on some of that. And I don't know all of it, and I'm not trying to. I know those guys have an impossible job, but but at the college level, they get paid very well. And I just, I, I just wish that it was a better procedure, better operation at the Big Twelve level. And I just don't think it is. And again, so I'm clear, it's not why you lost. No, I, I just I'm just sharing. You always that. have my, to say that. You always yeah, have to say that's right. that because yep. someone will come back with it. Yep. Uh, this question from uh, George: What is the ceiling for Tech's record in the second half of the season? 
Well, because you have four of six at home and because uh, there's not as many ranked teams on the back end of the schedule. I mean, you know, I, at this point, I mean, can you go four and two? Sure. I mean, you know, and, and maybe it's, you're staring at three and three. I don't know. And, and so many of these teams, like what's the injury situation going to look like going forward? Has Kansas lost Jalen Daniels mm-hmm. for the long haul? I don't, I don't know. Or is he just out, you True. know, is he just out for the second half? I mean, that part will change it. TCU has no bye week. I mean, they're, they're playing every single week. And so at some point that will take a toll on them, I believe. And so, uh, but, but your ceiling to me, I I would say your ceiling is probably in the four and two range. I mean, I'm not, I don't know with, with the uncertainty you have at QB, because I don't really know who your starting quarterback is at this very minute for the long haul. I mean, you can want it to be Baron Morton the whole time, but you're kind of one bad half away if Tyler Shuck is healthy from going, okay, Tyler, you won the job to begin with. It's your show now, now that you're cleared. I mean, I just don't know what all that looks like yet. And so, but, but I, I would say four and two is your ceiling and I don't, I don't want to short them. I just know how tough this league is going to be week in and week out. Sure. So it, branching off of that level, who's, who's the toughest game left on the schedule in the second half? TCU and Fort Worth. I, that's kind of where I lean yeah. and it's like, yeah, they're five and zero, oh, but there's still, still and so you'll, many questions. You'll get to see it firsthand. Uh, you you may go deal with uh, Iowa State in some weather, mm, true. Um, and their their defense is really really good. They're it not going to give you much at all. They have a hard time scoring points, and you may, you know, seventeen points may win that game. I don't know, um, but uh, if your defense is still healthy and, and all those things, you know, I, I I think I'll. But again, it may be twenty degrees and snowing that night too, your day or whatever you're just not real yeah. sure what you're going to get uh in in mid to late november there so that that the, the, your two remaining road trips are going to be your two toughest ones uh but uh i expect west virginia to have a big time sense of urgency here as they're playing for their head coach's job and yeah if if you beat uh if you beat neil and, and the mountaineers i mean he, he would be oh and four against the red raiders and that's just Ooh. That's tough for them to overcome. And then obviously Baylor comes in the next week. You know they're going to be a handful as well. Uh, so anyway, that that's kind of where – but I, I would say TCU and maybe Iowa State in that order as far as your two toughest games left. Okay, so what's the floor for for this team? If things just – Oh, I, I think – I, I think you figure out a like I, I don't see them winning any less than five games per se. I mean, I think they're gonna you know like five and seven would, would, would be what that would equal. So I think you're somewhere between the what what am what am I saying there the, the eight, eight, eight 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 and eight and five and five and seven range kind of thing. I mean, eight, eight yeah. wins, five wins, kind of you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or eight and four, I should say. Not eight and four. Uh, hey, math. Yeah. Hello. Eight and four would be a. Uh... Yeah, and, and again, you're going to need to start yeah, to be yeah. better with the takeaways. You're going to need to start to be better on special teams and just take advantage of some situations that they present themselves because there's been two field goals in the last couple of weeks, and you just you have to have those. That's just yeah. all there is to it. You have to figure out a way to make those, and you haven't. And that's, that's uh, the difference in some ways between winning and losing, especially at places like this that are – difficult against yeah. good teams and they're not going to give you a whole lot and the margin for error obviously just shrinks so much when you're on the road against a ranked oh opponent. yeah like the, the the play at the end of the half where you end up settling for a field goal instead of 
instead of being able to punch it in when you had first and goal from the eight or nine. So right. got to, got to figure out a way on those. All right. Uh, level last question. This one comes in from John, who is the MVP team MVP of the first half for Texas tech. Well, um, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I, your best player has been Tyree Wilson. He, he's been very consistent. Yeah. My issue with Tyree is that there's not enough. It's like, golly, I hate to get greedy here. There's not been <laughs> enough game changing plays okay. to, to like change the course of a game, i.e. a strip sack or, a, you know, like hitting the quarterback and all that. He plays like a maniac, but it's just like, there's not been enough plays to where, you know, it, it really alters the game. But guy MVP, uh, I, I'd probably say Krishan Merriweather, you know, because That's a good he, answer, because yeah. he has been one of the most consistent and your biggest win was against Texas. And it was because of his play on Bijan Robinson in overtime. So that's what I would give you as far as the MVP goes. That's that's a good answer. I mean, what do you have? 17 tackles, I believe, against Correct. Oklahoma State. I mean, he he has – we talked about how much someone was going to have to step up and fill those linebacker shoes of, of Rico Jeffers and Colin Schooler from last year. And, and Merriweather was a big part of last year too, but he has absolutely uh, been all of this you've needed at that spot this year. And he's, he's been yeah. good. So I like that answer. All right, level let's, that wraps it up again and uh, All right. well, enjoy, enjoy your bye week this week. You too, man. You too. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do it again uh, even through the bye week and that's right. Um, and uh, sit back and kind of uh, take a little downtime for ourselves as well as no, uh, no Joey McGuire show this week. No right. uh, yeah, no, no game this weekend. So you can kind of sit back and just kind of watch it like everybody else does. And I love these weekends. Cause you do, you get yeah. to, you get to decompress for a bit and watch a ton of football, which we don't always get to do in our line of work. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you dude. Keep hope alive. For Chris level. I'm choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the ask level podcast powered by double T 97.3. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.